Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Limsail USPSA podcast. My name is Daryl, and I will be your host. If it is your first time here, welcome. First off, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Secondly, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Check out all the YouTube videos we got up, all of the podcast episodes, all that fun stuff. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. Good to see you. Thanks for stopping by. So... Getting uh, right out of the gate here with uh, some news and match updates. I know it's been a little while since I've done this. So here we go. Triton Armory Standby to Fly Benefit Match and Main State Championship uh, will be taking place June 23rd through the 25th of 2023. reason I mention the match now is because they are currently taking... Uh, Let's call it applications for the 2023 match benefactor. Yes, this is a benefit match. Every year for the past four years now, uh, Trident Armory shooting team has selected a Maine-based veteran nonprofit. And all of the proceeds of the match go to that nonprofit to help main veterans this year they raised a little over seventy thousand dollars for main veterans next year 2023 they have a goal of one hundred thousand damn i i've said it a few months ago i honestly didn't think that the trident match could get any bigger than it was this year and uh I, I knew I was going to be proved wrong, and I think I will be. So, the application process is open. It opened the other day. The deadline is October 28th, and the beneficiary will be selected November 1st of this year. So, less than a month away. So, how do you become the possible benefactor of the match? Well, it's simple. Write up a brief letter. Explaining your nonprofit, your mission statement, any prior projects and accomplishments, uh, and how you would use the funds from this match to benefit veterans. Now, again, you must be a main based nonprofit focusing on supporting veterans and their families. If you are one of those, type up a brief summary about the nonprofit. Send it to standby to fly initiative at gmail.com. And maybe on November 1st, you will get a phone call from the Trinomery shooting team telling you that you will be the benefactor of the 2023 Standby to Fly Benefit Match and Maine State Championship. To that end, Triton Armory is also hosting an introduction to USPSA class at the Hamden Rifle Pistol Club Saturday, October 29th. That may be full. I'm not sure. Um, if not, get on that. Uh, there is a bit of a cost to the class. I believe it's $100. But that $100 goes into the bank account for the benefit match. So all the money that everybody pays for these classes goes to the benefactors of the match. 
<sighs> Area 7 Championship. <clears throat> Going to be held again for the second straight year at the Henry Rifle Pistol Club. July 14th through the 16th. This will be the second year that uh, they've had Area 7. Had a lot of fun this year. Hope to have even more fun next year and hopefully not stink up the place as much as I did in 2022. Nationals. We have two more national events on the calendar for this year. The Masterpiece Arms Race Gun Nationals that will be taking place this week, September 12th through the 16th at Talladega, Alabama. And the week after that, the Blue Bullets Production MPCC Nationals on uh, October 19th through the 23rd, again at Talladega. Upcoming local matches, uh, tomorrow, Hamden Rifle Pistol Club will have their October uh, Level 1 monthly match, uh, October 9th. Number 31 at DCAP on October 30th, that is down in Columbia Falls. Skip usually puts on a great match from what I've been hearing. Um, and I also hear that Jay Beal is um, also contributing to that. So, I mean, if Jay's in on it, it's got to be good, right? <laughs> Love you, Jay. So, main practical shooters, November 12th down in Augusta. And then back to the Hamden Rifle Pistol Club for the November match. On November 13th, that will be the last match at the Hamden Rifle Pistol Club for the year. The next match at HRPC after the November match will be the New Year's Day Frozen Chosen. Sun, snow, sleet, you name it, they shoot in it. First USPSA match in the country of the year. I have shot it the last three years, and I have zero plans on missing this upcoming one. So, that brings us into the main topic of the podcast. No, it is not meeting minutes from the USPSA Board of Directors. Today, we are going to be talking a little bit about the written stage briefing. Yeah. Doing something a little different. So, every course of fire in USPSA has to have some sort of a written stage briefing. Basically, telling the competitors a bunch of standard stuff. That includes the scoring method, whether it is Comstock, Virginia Count, or fixed time. Um, fixed time is very interesting. I've only shot one of those. Uh, the WSB also has to have the, not only the number of targets, but what kind of targets are they? Are they USPSA targets? Are they all IPSC targets? Is there USPSA targets and some steel? You know, what, what do we got for targets? So type and number minimum number of rounds to complete the course of fire successfully. Now notice I said minimum. If it is Virginia count, you really, really, really need to pay attention to the minimum. But you also don't want to go over the maximum. And that's that's a whole other episode, Virginia count. It's really not that difficult when you start thinking about it. You also need to put in the WSB, the firearm ready condition. 
the start position. Now, the start position per the rulebook, it says this should be demonstrated by the range officer. I honestly have never seen an RO demonstrate a start position because normally they're pretty straightforward if you spell it out. Uh, and we'll get in a little more into that here in a minute. Um, you have to have in the WSB when the timer starts, whether it is an audible beep from the timer or maybe it's a visual signal. I know there was one stage, I forget where it was, I almost want to say it was at Nationals or something this year, where one of the stages, you actually had to stand there until a light came on. And when you saw the light, then you could start the stage. Really weird, it actually threw a lot of people off because they're waiting for a beep, and then they see this light come on and they're like, what's that light? Oh, crap. <laughs> you know, um, so yeah, that's 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 kind of interesting. And then the last thing that you have to have in the WSB is the procedure. So on the audible start signal, engage. the The simplest one is engage targets as they become visible from within the shooting area, or as they become available from within the shooting area. Um, if there's a specific way that you want things done, like, in, you know, you have to engage, you know, either this array of targets or this array of targets first, and then perform a mandatory reload and engage the remaining targets, strong hand only, something like that. Be sure to spell it out, but make sure it's within the rules. Um, you can't really tell a competitor, okay, you have to shoot this, you know, this set of targets perform a reload, and then shoot this set of targets. There are some some circumstances where you can do that, but it's generally frowned upon. So what do I mean when I say spell out what you mean in the written stage brief? Let's go back to the Try Memory Standby to Fly match 2022 edition. Stage 5. My stage. Did you see that? Um, uh, the way they had the start position written was standing anywhere outside the shooting area. That's how, that's the location that was written in the written stage brief, standing anywhere outside the shooting area. I cannot tell you over Saturday and Sunday how many squads came through where when they were doing their walkthrough, Somebody had one foot in the box, one foot outside of the box. And then there was a discussion between that shooter and a few of the other shooters. And then they would look at me and say, is this a legal start position? Well, yeah, yeah it is. Yes, it is a legal start position because you are technically outside of the shooting area. Now, if they wanted both feet outside the shooting area, you need to spell that out. Okay. If that written stage brief had said starting 
completely outside the shooting area, then you wouldn't be able to have one foot in the box. I had a lot of shooters come through those two days that they literally had one foot in the shooting area. The other foot was on the fault line with either their toe or their heel touching the ground outside the fault line. So all they had to do on the beep, let's say they had their their left foot on the fault line with their toe touching the, the dirt outside the fault line, all they had to do on the beep was pick their toe up. And they can start shooting. So that's why you need to be very, if you want people to do it a specific way, you need to be very specific about that in the written stage briefing. Another thing, and I've seen this many times, is you read the written stage brief, the competitors go about their walkthrough, whether it's a four or five minute walkthrough, however long they want to take, or however long you give them. That's another thing. Uh, And first shooter comes up to the line, or maybe it's a third or fourth shooter comes up to the line. They stand there, you give them make ready, and they do their make ready procedure. They get ready to go, and then one of a few things will happen. They will either just say it's a wrist above shoulders start, okay, or what used to be called the surrender position start. And they're just standing there with their wrist below belt, ready to go. Or they're going to look at you and go, is it wrist above shoulders? Or they're going to look at you and say, what was the start position? As competitors, when you are listening to the written stage brief, listen to the written stage brief. I'm guilty of this myself. I'll stand there loading magazines while the written stage brief is going on. Now, I'm still listening to the written stage brief. I actually, funny story, at there was one match, forget when it was, Lee Cabana was kind of the RO for the squad. So I'm standing there, I'm loading my mags, and I'm, I'm listening, but it didn't look like I was listening. Because I was over at my bag and getting ammo out and my loader and everything. All of a sudden, I hear Lee, hey, Daryl, are you listening? Yeah, I'm listening, Lee. Go ahead. (laughs) He just wanted to make sure that I was paying attention before he started reading the WSB. So if you're a competitor, please pay attention. I cannot tell you how many times somebody has looked at me and either asked me what the start position is or asked me if they're in the correct start position. It's Weren't you paying attention? I just read the WSB two minutes ago or four minutes ago, whatever the case may be. Make sure you're paying attention, folks. Now, as an RO, if a competitor looks at you and asks what the start position is, Simply tell them. 
wrists above shoulders. That That's it. That's all you have to say. If they look at you and say, it's wrists above shoulders, right? Just look at them and say, correct. That's it. If they're standing there and they're not in the correct start position, say they have wrist below belt, simply tell them, wrists above shoulders, please. That's all you need to say. You don't need to stand there and go, well, if you were paying attention to the written stage brief five minutes ago when I read it to you, you would know that the start position is standing outside the shooting area with wrists above shoulders. No, you don't need, don't, don't be that RO, okay? Don't be the cocky, conceited RO. Just simply say, wrists above shoulders, please, or wrist below belt, or sometimes it'll be start position is toes on the fault line. Sorry, Windows update just jumped me a little bit. Um, they'll be toes on the fault line, and they'll be standing there with their heels on the fault line. So you simply tell them, toes on the fault line. You know, but be polite about it. Add a please at the end of that. Toes on the fault line, please. 99.99999% of competitors will get into the proper start position. Sometimes they will say, oh, sorry about that. Not a problem. That's why I'm telling you this is the start position. So, another thing, and a lot of your kind of top-tier competitors will... I don't want to say, how do I word this? So let's say there's a swinger on the stage or something like that. Let's say there's one swinger, it's activated by a popper. You read the written stage brief. Now at this point, what you should be doing as an RO is asking who the first shooter is. And then going downrange and activating the popper when that first shooter is ready. Okay. A lot of them will get into the position that they feel they want to shoot that that activator from. And then when they look at you and they say, bang, knock the activator over. And Don't be the RO that knocks the activator over, gets two swings out of the swinger, and then you grab the swinger and reset it. Don't do that. Knock the activator over and just let it go until everybody at the line goes, okay, we're good, thanks. Because what's going to happen is your first shooter is going to get into the position they want to shoot the activator from, and then the rest of the squad is either going to kind of try to get into that same position or they're going to, like, surround that initial shooter so that they can see the swinger as well. Just take your time. When they're ready, tell them to call it. They call it. Knock the activator over and just let it go. Let it go until they go, okay, I'm good. Then go and reset it. 
you will have some shooters who you read the WSB, and then before you can even open your mouth to say, I'll go demonstrate the swinger, you know, who's your first shooter, I'll go demonstrate the swinger for you, you're going to get the competitor that goes, can we see the swinger? Yes. That's what I was about to tell you, is bring your first shooter up and we'll demonstrate the swinger for you. You don't need to be that that competitor that's demanding that you see the swinger. Because any good RO is going to show it to you. Now, if the RO says, blah, 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 written stage brief, if there are not any questions, you'll have four minutes to examine the course of fire. And then just walks away back to the, you know, back to the table. Then, then speak up and say, you know, would you mind demonstrating the swinger for me? You know, I'm, I'm the first shooter. And a good RO is going to do that. But don't be the, you know, if, you know, if they they take a second to say, hey, you know, we're going to go demonstrate the swinger, that's fine. You're not in a hurry. There's no reason to be the, well, you just finished the written stage brief. I'm not even going to let you take a breath to say that you're, you know, going to go demonstrate the swinger. I'm just going to ask you if we can see it. Well, yeah. Give me two seconds to catch my breath from reading this giant piece of paper with all these words on it, you know, that are a written stage briefing. I, I, I would like to breathe, you know, in between sentences here. Let me read this. Give me a second. And then I will ask who your first shooter is and then go demonstrate it for you. No need to get pushy. Because nobody likes a pushy person. Nobody likes a pushy competitor. Or no RO likes a pushy competitor. No competitor likes a pushy RO. Let's all just be civil about this, guys. So, that is the written stage briefing and just some of my thoughts. Um, kind of going a little bit beyond what the rule book says. Um, so... Wrapping this one up, um, yeah, if if you are part of or you know someone who is part of a main-based nonprofit supporting veterans and their families, let them know, okay? Um, you know, let them know to write up a brief letter, send it to standbytoflyinitiative at gmail.com. Also, if you need all this again, Take a look at the Trident Armory shooting team on Facebook. Okay. All this information is right there. These three guys, um, you know, Zach Green, your Chris Austin, Mark DeRigo, they they really put they put their blood, sweat, and tears into this match. Sometimes literally. And, you know, without those three guys and the support team that they have around them between Trident Armory, their own families, Maine Veterans Project, 
you know, if it really, if it wasn't for those three guys, the match would never happen. There would be a few nonprofits that would not have been able to help the amount of veterans that they have helped because they wouldn't have had the money to do so. So just, you know, if you want to shoot the match, um, I would say registration should be starting sometime in January. Um, I'm not sure of the exact details on that. I think that's kind of in the pipeline, but they kind of want to get a beneficiary selected first. Uh, Again, application deadline is October 28th, and they will be announcing the winner on November 1st. Um, Yeah, that's about all I got. So, again, make sure you check out all the other um, episodes we have here on the podcast. Check out the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash USPSA. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram. Just search for USPSA on there. If you want to shoot me an email, you have a question, you have an episode topic for the podcast or the YouTube channel, shoot me an email, lambshillshooting at gmail.com. I promise one day I'll get that fixed. Lambshillshooting at gmail.com. Thank you, everyone, for listening to my spiel. And hopefully, I will get to see you on the range soon. But until then, shoot safe. Mm-hmm.